This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. Throws in the end zone. It's a trifecta for Stephon Diggs. Can you dig it? Josh Allen, four touchdown passes and a touchdown run. Man, he's a dog. He's a quarterback that you want to play with. He's a quarterback that gives you that energy, gives you that belief. You know, I thought it was just a culmination of everyone doing their job. I still think we have more, uh, but we left a lot out there. Who's your daddy? And now the entire team's going to come out and huddle around Tredavious. This is a very sad sight as the card's now coming out on the field. This isn't good at all. You know, he personifies what it is to be a Buffalo Bill. Mike Danger. You're not going to be able to contain all of the big plays. The Bills, and that would be a shock if we came back here on Monday and said, wow, the Bills defense really, really shut that offense down. Gene Bataglia. Did you ever know you're my hero? Oh, wow. Wow. Hero. And the Bills are in first place in the AFC East with a 48 to 20 victory. 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Hey there, good afternoon. Welcome on into the Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. Glad you're with us on a Victory Monday. Listening along at 95.7 FM, AM 950, and the free to download Odyssey app, or on YouTube or Twitch at The Fan Rochester, or even on your smart device. When you ask it to play 95.7 The Fan, I'm Mike Danger. Over there, that's Gene Bataglia. I was worried yesterday at the beginning, thinking this day is going to be long for Buffalo. Drew Bledsoe. How embarrassing was that? Oh, it was not uh, even knowing what the yeah, it was a bad omen, bad start. You you're gonna lead the charge. You want your guy to be able to say, "Hey, hey, hey." Bledsoe almost put a question mark at the end of it. He was, oh, oh, oh. Like he didn't know the words, huh? (laughs) What? (laughs) What? You played here. No, was that as big a deal then as it is now? It was, right? Like you yes. heard it after every, I mean, I guess you just didn't score enough, Drew, to, to really have that ingrained in your brain. I mean, I, now it's etched in my mind forever. And anybody who was, I mean, they kept scoring and scoring yesterday to the point where you you can't help but have it in your head, stuck in your head today, instead of Drew's remix. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> and everybody's like, well, at least oh, he didn't okay. screw up the where else would you rather be line. My goodness, Drew Bledsoe uh, leading the charge. And from there, everything went up for the Buffalo Bills as we're here to recap it today. And we're going to talk to some of the best out there and, and take plenty of your calls and your reactions to what was a decisive 28-point victory for the Buffalo Bills, the first place Buffalo Bills. Here's what's on tap in the sports bar. Brought to you by Three Heads Brewing, Rocktoberfest Lager, Malty Sweet, and such a treat. It's great for this time of year. Get it before it is gone. Joining us in the 4 o'clock hour this afternoon, Sal Mayorana from the Democrat and Chronicle. Who was out there? He covers the team home and away, so we'll get Sal on to get his thoughts on what he saw yesterday. And the task that's ahead here, because I look ahead at the schedule and I'm like, wow, there are W's. But if you had to say over the next five games, which one's the toughest? Well, travel and they made the playoffs last year. Jacksonville. Yeah. And they're a big win. And they're not jet lagged. They're staying over there. So this is going to be tough this week. We'll talk to Sal Marana coming up in the four o'clock. hour. And later this hour, we'll get the thoughts of 13 web sports director, Buffalo plus dot com's Mike Catalana, who I saw briefly yesterday. He's like, you know. This baseball season isn't as fun. We can't make fun of the Mets. It's not fun anymore. I'm like, well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> He's right. I'm glad. Yeah. 
You can make fun of the Cubs choking away a chance at the postseason. That's fun. You saw that coming. We all saw that coming. I mean, I saw it coming starting like last week. I'm like, wait a minute. They're not going to make it. They're playing horrible. They're not. There's no turning this around. They peaked at the wrong time. Damn it. Anyways, uh, Mike Catalana joins us here to talk some Buffalo Bills. Uh, In about 20 minutes or so, you can join us at 866-4FAN, 866-4326 is our phone number. Gino, I'm feeling good. I I brought my daughter, her first Bills experience, and everybody, I want to thank everybody who reached out and gave us suggestions. I I feel bad. I feel like I might have disappointed some hardcore fans because we were being invited to the hammer lot and hammer lid and and. To do the the Pinto Ron tailgate and do the whole thing and and I showed the video to my daughter and she's like Dad I feel kind of bad for for that guy it, it looks disgusting I don't know that I want to go see that I'm like well you know Kenny's a good guy and and you know he he's a Rochester guy if you don't want to go I don't want to make you uncomfortable this is your first Bills game so we just hung out tailgated a little bit kept it kind of quiet and and tame and reserved and buddy who brought his daughter to her first game yesterday as well mm-hmm. joined me from he was uh, in town from Long Island so we had a good time and smoked some meat the night before and and you know got into the game and just took it all yeah, in it, it was, was amazing as far as game itself and I'm glad you got that game on a beautiful day and okay admitting recency bias is real I think that was the loudest I've ever heard it in that stadium yesterday, Danger. It was deafening. Talking to McDermott after the game, he's mentioning how 40% of the plays, they couldn't get into Terrell Bernard. That's how loud it was. They were going with hand signals. I mean, that stadium was juiced yesterday. Yeah. Uh, my my kid said that the Beyonce concert was louder, but that's neither here nor there. I thought it was uh, I thought it was electric. It it felt electric. It felt special. The whole day felt special. You had a perfect perfect setting. I mean, October, beautiful sunny skies, seventy five degrees. The vibes were immaculate. Yeah, the and, vibes were immaculate. And you've got a you've got a really decent opponent who will bounce back. I don't doubt it. Um, but that was Buffalo at their finest. There is a damper on this. Oh, by the way. I'll challenge you on that. I doubt it. I doubt that Miami is as good as what we saw when they dropped 70 on Denver. And I think Sean McDermott may have just laid out a blueprint for how to beat Miami. Confuse Tua. It's what we were saying all last week. Force him to, to, to get to his second read. He can't process what you're throwing at him. And because he can't process it, you can confuse him into making mistakes or just holding on to the ball too long. I, I would agree with that. But how did they score their first two touchdowns? Yeah. A-chan. It, so, like, they didn't, once they fell behind, they abandoned the run. So that's also part of the formula there. I think Miami can still run. But the story to me, <laughs> Sean McDermott is defensive coordinator. Oh, my gosh. Like, that. frame it this way. Okay, first two drives, you're just getting settled in, up to speed. Once they did, they allowed six points from there on out. That's right. Yeah, uh, an impressive performance by the Bills' defense. The the defensive line continues to be just menacing, just getting after it, getting after the quarterback. Ed Oliver is playing the best football of his career. It's wonderful to see what Greg Rousseau has developed into. Even, you know, and, and the rotation is solid. I mean, everybody that's getting in there is making an impact. Daquan Jones, obviously, has been a disruptor. A.J. Epineza had another big play, breaking up a pass. I mean, you could just go down the list of players and just know, all right, the defensive line is doing their job. They're getting after the quarterback, and they're creating pressure. The second level is doing their job. They're where they need to be. They're reacting instinctually, and they're they're eating up blocks when they need to eat up blocks. And the secondary, well, the secondary took a hit. And that's going to be a yeah. question here coming up over the course of the next couple of weeks. It'll be interesting to see what that all looks like for the Bills. But, man, it all starts with Sean McDermott telling everybody where they need to be and calling the plays that matter and that make make an impact. And, and that defense that defense was solid yesterday. Yeah, I mean, and, and you will get the official word, I think, probably at 4 o'clock, McDermott, to speak to reporters then about Tredavious White. But uh, the Achilles is what they're fearing, and I don't know if that's uh, an injury that you recover from easily. If when the player yeah. reacts the way that he reacted, it's because he knows it's over. 
right? I mean, when when have you seen a player react that to way? To Keo Spikes, when same exact thing. But to Spikes' credit, he came back. This is two injuries. And you would make the argument, too, that if you're a corner, that this is, it's devastating for Tredavious. He it knows is. That, yeah. It's terrible. And um, you hated to see that. That's the blemish on an otherwise perfect day. Um, the, the Trey White injury is something that we'll find out more about probably this afternoon and what it might mean long term. But I wouldn't be shocked if that's it. If that's it and that's, and that's the end of the Trey White era. In Buffalo. Uh, look, I'm going to be alone on this one because I know a lot of people don't like Dane Jackson. I think he's serviceable. I know that doesn't you know excite you, but give me a corner who can tackle. He can tackle. He's going to get beat sometimes. Lots of corners in this game beat. Get the, the, the guy from Miami yesterday, holy cow, did Diggs eat his lunch. That was was funny, actually. Just an unbelievable performance, both offensively and defensively for the Buffalo Bills. The first place Buffalo Bills. Mike Catalano will join us here in about 15 minutes or so. We'll get some of his thoughts from a big win yesterday here. It's a victory Monday in the sports bar. Yeah, so let's hear from you. If you went to the game, if you watched the game, I'm sure you got opinions on this. Uh, Memorable day, 8664-FAN, 866-4326. We're Area Code 585 in Rochester. Once again, our leadoff hitter, our Alan Wiggins from San Diego. Tim in San Diego. What's up, buddy? <laughs> Alan Wiggins. Come on. At least give me Ricky Henderson. He was a Padre one time. No, um, I think of him as Oakland. I'm sorry. You're Alan Wiggins, but go ahead. <laughs> well, you can also make fun of the Padres, too, in addition to the Mets. So, you know, the, you know, and the Cubs. Yeah, the we're Padres, just a yeah, bunch of losers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, danger. I mean, your Bears didn't do a do you any. No, no. Don't worry. I, I got plenty stashed for the Bears this week. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it. I'm gonna let it stew and simmer. And at some point, I'll boil Step over this away week. Away from the television. At Thursday some night, point, you know? I will boil over this week. Between now and Thursday, oh, there will be a boiling point. Right. Of course, as always. Um, yesterday, hey, beat him in all three phases. I mean, you know. Tyler Bass. I mean, he was he was yeah. on point yesterday. He was he was amazing. Um, you know, extra points, field goals. He was he's really you know found his group. But you know, as you mentioned, you know, losing Trey White, it's it's kind of like ugh, you know, how does he come back from this? And it's going to be very tough because it's the, you know the whole mental process, like he went through the torn ACL. There's there's going to be that that factor, you know, coming in after everything is said and done, and he's recovered physically. But uh, really sad to see. Um, I hope Brandon Bean is, is on the phone right now trying to find a corner <laughs> to uh, take his place. Even though, Gene, I'm with you. Dane Jackson played really well yesterday. He was serviceable, like you said. Um, but, you know, Kyrie, it's your turn now. you got to step up if, if he even if they want to, you know, activate him. But, it's, uh, you know, if, he's found, if, if he wants an opportunity, he needs to step up now uh, to prove himself. Yeah, this is it, Tim. And you're right about uh, by, about Tyler Bass. Like, is there you, he, 53 yards? I'm not even thinking he's going to miss it. Like, what other kicker other than the guy in Baltimore are you saying? Oh, yeah, he's got this from 50 plus. I, I'll push back a little bit here, though, Tim. I don't see Brandon Bean going out and getting a corner. I think they like the guys that they have. I think even when you talk about guys that are practice squad guys, Brandon Ingram, I think they rather develop the Jamarcus guys. That are, Ingram. I'm sorry. Thank you, Gene. Jamarcus Ingram. The guys that, that they have on the practice squad, the guys that they want to bring up that are part of this system, part of their routine that they know that they're familiar with. I think they'd rather work with those guys first rather than bringing an outsider. Unless it's somebody that used to play for Carolina. I don't know. I mean, bring back Josh Norman. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. Peanut Tillman can hang it up in the FBI, come back and play for, for Sean McDermott. I, don't, I really don't know. Um, but I, I have a feeling they're going to stick with the guys that they have, the guy that they drafted in the first round. Unless this is what we fear, right? Kyrie Ilham, here we go. Because there's a third corner. You're going to have to be in there at some point. And uh, yeah. that's... Yeah, it's, and it's as soon as this week. So how, who, who's right. going to be that third corner? Are they, can you imagine if they just say, hey, Ingram, you're the next guy in, and they <laughs> bypass Elam? Well, that would be great. I mean, be yeah. insane. I mean, think about Elam is he's, he's still a first-round talent. Athletic, he's athletic. He's speedy. Um, can he adapt to this zone defense? Can he play the defense the way Sean McDermott? Because that's what confused Tua yesterday. Tua didn't know where to go with the ball because the guys are all over the place where they need to be. And if one guy's moving up, another guy's moving back, and and completely confusing the quarterback. So if if Elam can adapt and and play where he needs to play. I'm excited to see what he looks like when he gets on the field. And I think he will get on the field. 
Yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely, like you said, athletically a stud, but just, you know, finding that finding that niche in, in the zone and where he understands it is, is definitely has been, you know, his, his bugaboo. But, I mean, I root for the kid. I mean, I, I want to see him do well. Um, it's just a matter of getting him in there and getting reps, and uh, maybe he can start proving himself again. Who knows? Yellow and brown. That's what's in. Oh, man. <laughs> Tim from San Diego starting us off. That's what's in. Tim, thanks, buddy. All right. Thanks. See you, buddy. We gotta we gotta save your vocals, your vocal cords, save your singing for when we get to a thousand subscribers. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask that you refrain from singing on the show. I'm I'm sorry, I'm just warm. I'm trying to show you that I cannot sing. Um, That's my strategy. That's why we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And it's going to be wonderful and terrible all at the same time. We're talking about our our little challenge here as we build our community on on YouTube and Twitch. That if we get to a thousand uh, subscribers when and followers, we when thousand, we get to yeah. a thousand on, subscribers, uh, then then we'll uh, sing "Into the Night" by Benny Mardona as an upcoming Friday football talk. Live. I know Linda, our number eight six six four three two six. I know Linda would love to see us sing. Hi, Linda. Hey, Linda. I won't go there right now. So was I the only person in Western New York that thought the Bills could win this game? I was not scared of Miami. I think I even said that to you guys. I was not scared of Miami. I thought if we played smart and confident, which they most certainly did, uh, we could win. And we did. And even though this was a horrible thing that happened at Tredavious, oh, heart feels, feels. I'm not like shaking in my boots that we won't be able to handle whatever teams throw at us. I think we have enough depth. I think we've got a front four that can pressure the quarterback, make the secondary's life a little easier. We've got two linebackers playing out of their mind. So I think that we'll be okay. We'll be okay. And if I may, I just want to throw in a little blurb about the Sabres because I was at their preseason game on Saturday in Buffalo. And uh, yeah, and first period was a little shaky, but middle of second period and onward, it's like they figured out what the Blue Jackets or yeah, Columbus Blue Jackets were uh, were up to. Um, So I think think it's going to be a very entertaining season. It it really was a pleasure to watch the game, and 12,000 other people thought so, too. I thought that's pretty good. Really? For preseason? We couldn't ask that for a regular season on Friday night not long ago. Yes, yes. So um, happy to see the Sabres and happy to see the Bills win. And uh, so have a really good day, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. All right. Thank you, Linda. Uh, Sabres are at 33 players. They sent down uh, Chaconi and Davis to the Amherst today. We are less than two weeks away. I like that the Sabres were there at uh, Highmark yesterday pregame as well. I mean, that that was a nice little... uh, you know, diversion from where they were. Yeah, Drew Bledsoe one minute botching <laughs> the leading of the charge. Oh. And, then, and then the next minute, you at least have the Sabres there showing up and, and, and getting their recognition pregame, too. That was fun to see. Um, hey, yeah, look, um, I don't know what Linda's talking about. I think both of us had the Bills winning this game. I had them winning by 10 going into the game. I, I Maybe the national narrative was like, hey, Fair. this is this is Miami's chance to, like, they are now the team to beat. And they score 70. This is an enviable place for the Bills where they are right now because I think nationally they've become this team that's like, They've been good enough for a long time that there's fatigue, that there's a fatigue. When we you get- talked about that in camp with every player that we had on that. Wait a second. It, it was the Jets and the division. It's like the world has moved on from Buffalo. They can't do it. And not a single player took the bait on our question. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that, that that's kind of fine. And this is where we're at right now. And are they are we ready to crown Buffalo in the AFC? I don't think so yes the chiefs won last night was not impressive um we said we have a long way to go yeah long yeah. long way you're to go. just at the quarter at the quarter turn here uh, almost at the quarter turn here and and you're in first place which is a good place to be a lot of football left to be played a lot a lot can happen between now and the end of the season but uh it has been encouraging here the last three weeks and especially against a divisional opponent at home to do what they did yesterday was impressive 
And uh, let's see if that confidence momentum carries them here as they travel to London on Sunday. Part of me is sad. That's the last time we're going to have Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock with those conditions. Maybe on New Year's Eve, but it's not going to be like that yesterday. I was going to mention like, wow. it, and I'll drink to that, uh, that if you're any other team in the NFL playing the Buffalo Bills, you're you're not playing at Sunday at 1 o'clock unless you're named the New England Patriots. Then you will wow. be playing the Buffalo Bills Sunday at 1 o'clock. Oh, can we just, just 10 seconds on the Patriots. Did you sweat at all with our pick yesterday, Danger? I did not. Uh, we'll, we'll give our survive and advance pick for week five as we continue on this journey. Oh, make a note of it, all right? So tomorrow, I have to cut out of here early just because my son's senior day. Mm-hmm. I got to be a dad tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So Bo from the B will be. I'll be handing the baton off 345 tomorrow for Fair. survive and advance. Sounds good. So we'll give that pick out at 345. Gene will uh, deliver his pick with the gusto that you've come to expect and the confidence that you've come to expect with his survive. I had people reaching out to me on social media. Dallas, really? You're not picking the Niners? Okay, the Niners advanced too. This is worked. Work. I have thoughts on Philadelphia, Washington. That's coming up, and I'll drink to that too. Okay. Oh um, we'll get to that uh, coming up here before four o'clock, right around four o'clock, with I'll drink to that. Some takes on tap next in the sports, but I want to make sure we have plenty of time and space for the Rochester sports icon, 13 Wham sports director. And BuffaloPlus.com's Mike Catalana will get his thoughts from a victory Monday uh, as he joins us next here in the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia, the fan Rochester. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Fan Rochester Sports Update. Buffalo Bills getting ready for their flight overseas coming up this week. Coming off a huge win, 48-20 over the Miami Dolphins. And Coach Sean McDermott says, big-time players make those plays. Big-time players have big-time games or in these type settings, right? So complimentary football is important. Like that's It's a team win, but your star players have to play at star levels in these games. Uh, and that's a weekly thing. And those guys played at that level. Josh Allen, five total touchdowns in this game, three touchdown passes to Stephon Diggs. McDermott to talk at 4 o'clock today, still awaiting the official word on the Achilles injury to Jadavius White, White leaving yesterday on a card. 13 webs, Mike Catalana to join us next year in the Sports Bar. Tonight it's Monday Night Football, the Giants taking on the Seahawks. Gene Tagler in the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. Straight up with no chaser. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. I was happy, you know. Uh, you know, this football thing, you don't never, you never know how it's going to show up. You know what I'm saying? I kind of echo what Mitch says. He said, take it one moment at a time. And I feel like we came out with the right mindset. Uh, guys are blocking their ass off. And, you know, just so the touchdowns, you know, it's all the glitz and the glam, but the big guys don't get enough credit for it. I need a lot of things to happen for me to catch the ball and me to make some plays, so kind of want to give them all the credit. Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs, three touchdown performance yesterday in Orchard Park. We welcome in 13 Wham Sports Director, BuffaloPlus.com's 
Mike Catalana into the sports bar. Mike, I think a lot of us believe that the Bills at home could beat Miami. Were you surprised yesterday at the outcome, given just how badly they beat Miami? Yeah, I, I was surprised by, honestly, you know, the, the really the domination from the certain point. You know, once, once you got past where you thought everybody was going to score every time they touched the ball, the adjustments McDermott made to really take a Miami team they were doing nothing with defensively and then just shut them down. But I think the other part of that is when your offense is clicking like Josh Allen and the Bills were, it puts so much pressure on the other team. And um, I tell you guys, I think McDermott as a defensive play caller has been the biggest positive change for this team this year because they just play differently. They really do. And that really showed up uh, on Sunday. Yeah, I'm just trying to think, Mike, Oh, this is actually going to look when Von Miller gets back. Uh, they've started the clock here. I would assume it's not going to be um, this week here, but about that defensive line, I how do you all these guys seemingly have taken a step forward? Ed Oliver showing the promise. Daquan Jones. What about AJ Epineza? I look at Epineza thinking, oh gosh, I don't know if the Bills are going to be able to afford him next year. Yeah, it's interesting when you see that. You know, um, you're right. They're they're all playing, I would say, at the level or above what you wanted. I think Ed Oliver's been fantastic. I think he's gotten a ton of pressure up the middle. Uh, Greg Rousseau makes a play every week. And you're right, when A.J. comes in and does that, look, maybe when you draft a guy, he was their first pick that year, even though it was in the second round, you're hoping for more. Maybe he's the kind of guy it took a little while longer. Uh, I tell you, he, he plays a smart game, gets his hands up at the right times. And you're right, then you add Von Miller into that mix, but it's already been a productive group. So it starts there. Obviously, you've seen what the two linebackers have done. I mean, two playmakers now at the linebacker position. You know, you get worried about the secondary a little bit. Poyer nicked up. We'll see when he's back. The Trey White thing is really sad and impactful for this team. Um, So, you know, we'll have to see where it goes from there in the secondary, but if you can get pressure with that front four without sending extra people, you can be really effective defensively, and that's what they were yesterday. And, and that's what it was, right? I mean, this was a, a confused Tua in the pocket who did held onto the ball longer than he probably has all season long. Uh, the pressure got to him, and he just didn't know where to throw because of how well uh, the Bills and how disciplined the Bills were in executing that zone defense is, I mean, it's a league that changes constantly. And, and you mentioned the adjustments that McDermott had to make. How how are other teams now going to try and exploit what the Bills have done here the last few weeks with with, exe- with perfect execution? Or, or is it just a matter of that defensive line continuing to play at the level that they're playing fixes everything? It, it does. It does in a way. It doesn't fix everything. And teams will come up with different plans, and some players are a little better off script. Look, the same plan that works for Tua maybe doesn't work for Mahomes, right? Because Mahomes is great off script. Mahomes is great on the run. But there's very few Patrick Mahomes in the world. You know, so I would say this. I think the Bills have shown a flexibility defensively. And, again, when you're talking about guys that make plays and a D-line that can get there with four, it really opens up a ton for Sean McDermott. And you still got to be able to cover and you still have to be smart, but you use the word discipline. I think that's great. I think that's when Sean McDermott talks about doing your one eleventh. I think sometimes people misconstrue it as, you know, not trying to be a star, not trying to do a great thing. No, when Steph Diggs breaks a tackle and goes 55 for a touchdown, that's just Diggs being Diggs. That's not what he's, he's talking about. Don't take your rush wide on the D line because of the defense we have set up, or you're going to leave a massive hole there for them to run through. You know, I'm simplifying it, but that's what it is. I think this team did show discipline. I think they stayed in their lane. I think they got their hands up when Tua thought he had a throwing lane. So it's been a smart, disciplined, flexible, playmaking defense. And then, oh, by the way, Josh Allen is should be the favorite for MVP right now. Wow. Mike Catalina, 13 Wham, our guest. It, Mike, there was a damper yesterday. Uh, Tredavious White, and I guess we'll get the official word here, you'd assume, pretty uh, quickly. McDermott, the talk here next hour. But 
I guess where do you go from here? And in, in the short term, it's it's Dane Jackson, uh, Christian Benford. Your thoughts on Kyrie Elam? I would assume he's going to get pressed into service. And where do you come down? Should Brandon Bean uh, be working the phone? Should that be the expectation with the trade deadline uh, coming up on Halloween? Yeah, I think both. All right, I think Kyrie Elam did not dress. You know, I heard some people saying, you know, you dress him against Miami, you know, because you know you you need more corners. And look. The guy's got to prove he can be on the field. I, I shouldn't. He's a pro football player. He's a number one draft pick, but he's in the NFL. He's on a roster. But you'd think the guy would probably feel a bit embarrassed to not be dressing as a number one pick, and he's not. And I think he's talented. But, you know, he hasn't been active for four games. That says something about what they think. But I think he's going to get a shot. Maybe he didn't earn the difference. Maybe he didn't do enough of that in the spring and the summer to earn the right to play, but sometimes the play comes to you, right? Trey's out. And I'm assuming we're going to hear he's done for the season. So they're going to see what Elam can do. But I also would say no doubt in my mind, if you need depth, anyhow, Sean McDermott's going to be, or Brandon Bean's going to be out there looking for another corner. And there's guys out there. He can, he can make some moves that's why, you know, the trade deadline, I, I think, honestly, I think they should push it back a little bit because you want teams to feel engaged and that they're still in it. But, you know, it's hard for teams to make deals in October when there's still a lot of season left. But if there's a corner to be had, if I'm being, I'm being aggressive and looking for it, if for nothing else, help. Um, depending on how Elam plays. Well, conversely, Mike, w- wouldn't you say that the way this team has kind of always operated, that being instead of making a big splash or getting a name brand corner in here, that you could find somebody that's young, moldable, malleable, somebody that you could put on your practice squad. You could just find somebody that you can develop the way they've developed some of these guys. I mean, let, let's face it. They like Ingram. You know, he could be somebody that gets elevated from the practice squad just because he's been here. He knows the system. and He knows what the expectations are. Yeah, I, I think that could happen. And those guys will probably get opportunities, whether it's, you know, more of a look in practice and maybe a chance to be, you know, activated on game day down the line. But, you know, it's not uh, it's not messing around now. I mean, you're one of the best teams in the league. It's your shot. And we're talking about a corner. So once we get past that deadline, it's a little harder to find those guys. Yes. You're right. They, they like what they see in these young guys. But if Elam steps in in that backup role and he's not ready for it still, I, I just cannot see them staying so young at that position and not going out and getting somebody who's been around this league and played. There's teams that are going to be dealing, guys. Um, you know, hey, who knows? Maybe our friend Levi Wallace gets out of Pittsburgh, right? I mean, there are guys out there that have played in the system that you may be able to make a deal for. So uh, I know that maybe that wouldn't excite a lot of people, but you're looking for guys who know the system and can play it because, you know, we're a quarter of the way through the season. And by the time we get to the trade deadline, we're halfway there and the schedule's tough. And, and I think Bean needs to be smart, not reckless, but he's got a lot of draft picks for next year. He can make some deals. Mike Catalana, 13 Wham, our guest here. Um, you're saying McDermott, like that is the biggest difference. I would agree. If I had to say the second biggest difference, would you agree with this? What, what about the job Aaron Cromer has done? We don't really kind of talk about offensive line play because, well, if they're doing their job, then uh, th- that's fantastic. Mike, I-, I can't imagine them doing a better job than they're doing right now. Yeah, well, it helps when you get some better players, too. And that's on Bean, but it looks like Osiris Torrance has been really good. McGovern has been good. And, you know, I was watching Brian Baldiger break down some of the play on the offensive line at former linemen. He just he loves doing it. And he's showing the Bills being more, um, I say aggressive, I would say basically imposing their will a bit on the Miami defense. And I, I just don't think the Bills were always sort of known for that. I think they look more athletic. Um, and, and athletic doesn't always mean speed. Like Osiris Torres is a big man who yesterday I saw a play where he just bullied the D lineman out of the way and opened up a hole. I saw a play that, uh, Baldinger showed where I got to say Spencer Brown on one side and Deion Dawkins on the other, both put their guys on the ground 
And Josh moved up in the pocket and made a play. So they're playing maybe more in the style that Cromer wanted, but he's also got, I think, better players in there. And I give Spencer Brown credit. He took a lot of grief. He has played much better. And a disciplined Josh Allen has made the job of the offensive lineman a little easier. I mean, he still moves and he still does his stuff. But if you've noticed, he hasn't bailed as quickly. He's had a little more confidence. He's gotten the ball out quickly, especially early in games. And, I mean, Josh Allen right now, these last few games, has just played at a – he's back. He's at a superstar level again without doing the reckless stuff. So are we – I mean, like, I know that it's one game, it's one week, and things change quickly in the NFL, but – can we just recognize the coaching staff for a little bit? Gene brought up Cromer. You know, Ken Dorsey is somebody that's that's been in the, the crosshairs of a lot of Bills fans. I mean, hell, we, we took calls over the summer with people saying that Sean McDermott should be fired if yeah. if they, you know, like, come on. These are good coaches. They know what they're doing. The players execute, but it's the coaches that are playing to the strengths of their guys and, and putting them in the positions that, that are most comfortable for them in order for them to win. You know, can, can we put that to rest at least for – well, the, the rest of this season, just given, I don't want us to forget how we feel today about how these coaches have done, what these coaches have done with this team. Look, you can be upset at a coach for a moment, for a game, for a, a series of plays, for a decision. That's the very real world they live in. And, you know, sometimes they make the wrong call. But if you look at what Sean McDermott has done this year, whatever the deal was with Diggs and how he navigated that, Diggs has been incredible. And there is beyond no issue. And then look at what he did with Josh Allen. Josh had a horrendous, he had a horrendous first game. And it's funny. We saw Mahomes. You know, so we get, maybe I got to give a little more credit to the Jets defense because they are pretty good. Yeah. But uh, Josh was terrible in that first game. And I told Dan and Jenna, I said, I think it was a tipping moment, tipping point moment for Josh. I think he, he knew he blew that game and he knew he couldn't play that way. And McDermott was on him not publicly ripping his quarterback, but holding him accountable and with a demand. But I think that's the way he talks to Josh and, and Allen responded and look at in that case and give Dorsey credit. He stuck to what he thought, you know, he runs the ball. Sometimes everybody thinks if you're going to run it, it's got to always be this great play. And I think he realizes he's by running the ball a little more consistently, he's put that in the head of the other team's defense. And things have opened up for Josh. So um, I think this first quarter of the season could not have started out much worse with the play on the field with that first game. But guys, this is back-to-back-to-back blowouts, including your number one rival, certainly division rival, that you beat by four touchdowns when they were coming off a 70-point game. So one quarter down, it's a big up right now for the Bills. You just got (laughs) to... You just got to keep this going because that Jets loss is going to loom for them all year long, depending on how Miami plays. Yeah, it, it, when you look ahead to October, um, before there are W's here like like Tampa, New England, Giants. I, I think this is you know knowing what you got to go up against here this week. I think this is the toughest one actually, Mike. I know Jacksonville hasn't played to their potential, but. Your thoughts on a week where this play, NFL players are so into a routine, coaches are so into routine, and this week is anything but routine for this team going across uh, the pond here? Yeah, it, it isn't. I mean, that's a long flight. We're going tomorrow. It's a long flight to get over there, and they're really taking it. The It's really like the Patriots' way of going over there, where it's go at the end, get ready, sort of a, you know assimilate a, a bit to the time. They these guys are staying 40 minutes outside this, uh, like where they are. I've been there before. It's a hall from, from, you know, the center of London. Um, They're there like Friday to practice and then Saturday and then the game on Sunday. So this is not like, this really is a business trip for them. And Jacksonville odd. They've been there a few days, they play and then they're there all week. So we'll see how they enjoy that part of it. But um, yeah, Jacksonville's, I mean, look, it's the NFL. So sometimes you think a team is nothing or they're not going to compete and they step up. And so you never know where the really never know where the tough games are going to come from. But um, I think Jacksonville is a good team. My, my concern, and this really has nothing to do with these guys, I guess, but those do not have great success against this Jacksonville no. franchise. 
Jim Kelly's last game, the first playoff game in 20 years, they lose that one. The uh, crazy game in there two years ago, Dan and I are still convinced the Bills are going to win that game when they lost that, that clown Urban Meyer. I mean, you know, they just, just Jacksonville is just, it, it, for whatever reason, oddly, it doesn't come out well for the Bills usually against them and losing in London to them. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, that, that should be a better team than they've played. I know they're coming off a win, so we'll see how they look against the Bills. What other threat do you see for the Buffalo Bills outside of Kansas City in the AFC, Mike? Well, it's tough to tell. You know, like I, I have not gotten a chance to really see much of the Bengals, but they must be a mess at the moment. Yeah. Because that, that's a talented team that looks all the stuff that, you know, Screaming A and everybody was talking about with the Bills seem to apply more to the Bengals than the Bills. I mean, they, they look like a disjointed bunch. And I know Burrow is hurt, but they're all over the map in that case. Um, I think Baltimore is always going to be something because of Lamar. I don't know if they're great, but in any game, you got it. You know, it's the NFL. It's one game. I think Miami is a threat, obviously, obviously Kansas city. I really, I don't love anybody else in the West. I mean, the chargers are what they are. And then you, the other two are not good football teams. And I, you know, Pittsburgh has really been a disappointment. Terrible. Cleveland's got too many issues and I don't like the quarterback. Like you go around. It's, that's why I said, I don't know if I said it to you guys, and I tend to pontificate a little bit, um, but I don't think the AFC is better than the NFC. I think there's better quarterbacks. I think Mahomes and Josh are the two best quarterbacks in football, but I, I look and I go, okay. And besides the Bills, and maybe you'd say the Chiefs in that way because of their history, and, you know, who's Miami's good. But no better than Dallas, Philly, San Francisco, maybe even Detroit. Like, I think it's relatively close in that way. So that's good news for the Bills because some of the teams we thought were going to be really good look like they're going to have some issues. Mike Catalana, 13 Wham, Buffalo Plus, uh, our guest here in the sports bar. And the, the price for Bills fans here, Mike, uh, for having a team that is a contender is, well, uh, that's it pretty much for your Sunday 1 o'clock until the end of the year. I mean, next up, yeah. it's going to be Sunday night football, Thursday night football, Monday night football, 425. So my question is this, um, in recency bias, I will acknowledge that maybe there's a little bit here. Was that the loudest you've heard the stadium yesterday? You know, Jenna was on the field for the game, and she texted us and said, I've never heard this place louder. Like, okay. And then McDermott said it. And then other people on the field said it. And I don't know if it was because, I mean, it was a Chamber of Commerce perfect day for football. So people are great opponent, rival. They get themselves a little prepared for the game. The weather's awesome. So you're not, you're not like, crazy sweating your head off but you're also not bundled up and freezing so it can last like you know some of those cold games that's tough to that's tough to maintain for you know three hours and they were into and the start of the game got everybody lit up like that was back and forth it was great and then the bills dominated so you know enough people said that like we've heard it pretty loud in there and it was pretty loud back in the 90s as i remember but Sometimes we remember things differently. I thought the crowd was just spectacular. And, uh, you know, they, maybe, they, maybe they just wanted to enjoy the, you know, the, the nostalgia of the 1 o'clock games because you're right, man. It's going to be a lot of 425s and nights uh, the rest of the way through. Very loud and very forgiving. How does Drew Bledsoe botch <laughs> the leading? Oh, the, the, the lead, oh. How do you not know the fight song? I mean, did they just not score enough when he was the quarterback for him to not have that ingrained in his brain? What was that? I don't. You know, I don't think of Bledsoe as a Bills guy. Yeah, honestly, he's a Patriot, and he's he's pretty good at you know, and he's fine. Like, look, he was a, a talent. They needed somebody. I mean, they threw him a borderline parade when he came in. It was true blood. So, and he, for about half a year, he was pretty good. And then it went South because they used to have to remember to blow an air horn to get him to throw the ball at practice. 
<laughs> the alarm so, clock or whatever that yeah, was. Yeah. Look, he's a super successful guy. He's got a great life. Good for him. Earned a ton of money. Great. I mean, very, very good NFL quarterback throughout his career. But I just don't think of him as a Bills guy. And if you're going to come, like, you know, I mean, know the words. Like, right? No, no. Plus, I'm like, who? for the Dolphins game? Bledsoe? Like, I don't know. Mm. I think they should just have, like, Tally and Thurman every other week. Those guys are so into it. And despite all of that, yeah, despite all of that, they still, the crowd was still whipped up into a frenzy uh, throughout the course of the afternoon. And, and, and it was, you're right. It was just the the perfect, the perfect storm of just all the right elements for an unbelievable afternoon in Orchard Park, Mike. Um, What are you, Jenna and Dan working on here at buffaloplus.com this week? You mentioned you're heading uh, to London. Tell us a little bit more. Yeah, so on the channel right now, on the YouTube channel, you can check out the 10 takeaways. Uh, probably the best response maybe we've ever gotten to a video. Uh, so that's been really good. I mean, obviously, it helps when the team plays that well, but we do that. And we'll have uh, really coverage from what's going on in London and back here uh, starting on Wednesday. So it's Jenna and I heading over to London. Um, the last time we took, I took British Toby with me. Uh, Toby Matika. So uh, that was eight years ago. So it's uh, British Jenna this time, though. I don't think she's going to act out the part. I think she's uh, just going to go do a little work and a little sightseeing. So and we'll have coverage over there all week. On Thursday, we're taking a tour of Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. They're not doing fan tours this week because they have the multiple games going on. So we'll give fans an idea of what the future home of the Bills is going to look like. It's stadium they're modeling the new home in Orchard Park after. So we'll be doing that. Uh, Friday, we'll be with the team at their practice. So we'll be doing all that, plus all the information on what goes on with the team this week, what they decide to do roster-wise with Trey White when we find out for sure, and um, and anything else that happens with the Bills on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. So Danger, I see Catalana yesterday in the press box, and he's got his head buried in the laptop, and he just lifts it up for a second. He's like, you know, wasn't this fun this year with the Mets just being so bad? Yeah. Really wasn't. Yeah, I mean, their their collapse happened far sooner than my Cubs collapse. I mean, if you wanted to, if you wanted to throw daggers at anybody, throw to the guy over here that in July was saying, "Oh yeah, the Cubs are going to make the postseason. They look good. Their run differential is great. They they've got enough." Oh, what a collapse! What an epic choke here by the Cubs. I'm so disappointed in in, in that team. Yeah. But what you don't have as a Cubs fan is because Cubs have always disappointed and Cubs fans have known it and they're always sort of waiting for it. You know, you've had a few moments, but they've always sort of waited for it. You're not delusional like Mets fans. And, you know, it's like even Buck Showalter was like, I got to get out of here. I'm Buck Showalter. I can't put up with these people. Just let me leave. <laughs> Telling people you know? stop tweeting while I'm making my announcement yesterday. I don't blame yeah, him for he, that. Yeah. He, he's just like, hey, uh, you know, we were going to talk. And then he's probably sitting there thinking, I don't want to be here anymore. Cohen's got a lot of money. Let him just give me something and I'll leave. And I just don't have to put up with this mess anymore. So, um, you know, you be Buck Showwater, like a lifer, baseball guy. And the, the Mets just crushed him. Yeah. They just did. So, so good, Buck. Come on. You can come work for the Phillies. They're in the playoffs. They're in the playoffs starting tomorrow. Good luck to the next sacrificial lamb that gets put in the club. No, it'd be, it's Craig Council. He's going to be the new Mets manager. You watch. They're going to pay him the jump over because they hired the president from Milwaukee. And uh, uh, everything's oh, going to be fine. Great. Everything's oh, going to be God, fine. I'm so excited. Hey, can you give Pete Alonzo like a 20-year deal? <laughs> Seriously. Just wait. 500 for Shohei. All of a sudden, he'll love the East Coast. Just wait. Here he comes. Yeah. You know, I got to say, I do not want to see that happen because I want to see the guy do well, but he's just going to be, he's going to be injured nonstop. Of course, you would sign a guy, you know, who's already got to have surgery. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, Mike, safe travels. Appreciate all the work you're doing at the website at 13 WHAM. and, And thank you so much for giving us some time this afternoon. All right, sounds good, fellas. Guys, there's Mike Mike Catalana on his way to jolly uh, old England. Take on the uh, Bills and the uh, Jags in London 
this Sunday. Yeah, the last time this happened, that was a game the Bills gave up a big lead. They had this ferocious comeback only to have EJ Manuel make a terrible. That was the last London game, right? Yeah, 2015. Mm -hmm. I do remember that. And Manuel, well, that was peak Manuel, right? Like, oh boy, this guy. Not, not that was a first round pick. The Bills, not, like, uh, not the dude. No, nope, not, not him. Not the dude. Uh, we're going to take a break and come back with some takes on tap. I'll drink to that is on the way next in the sports bar. Time to retire this nickname for this NFL head coach. He's a coward, which guy is not going to be a head coach. In fact, this coach, I'm going to stand by my take. This coach is not only going to get fired, he's going to end up on Buffalo staff next year. I've got thoughts on Washington and Philadelphia yesterday. And then also, just my observation yesterday, like the one thing, like we don't have the Buffalo Jills anymore, but, and I like the drum line. I think the drum line serves a purpose. There's something else. I don't know. To me, it's like white noise, Mm -hmm. but why do we even do this out in Orchard Park anymore? I will, uh, if you want to talk about retiring something. We're going to retire the Patriot way. The Patriot way. Oh, we're going to rename the Patriot way. It's done. It's over. We'll get into that with Aldrin to that. And uh, we'll be joined by Sal Mayorana, who joins us here uh, about a half hour or so in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the fan Rochester. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Right now, if you're a new customer, you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Go to this site to sign up, fanduel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the time. There's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. Wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. The site, again, is FanDuel.com slash Mike. Kick off the NFL season with FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.